Oh, <clears throat> we're recording. Well, if that's the case, then I would like to welcome you to the Photography Friends podcast. I am your host, your photographer, Jared Poirier. And today we are going to be continuing our voyage through some of the greatest niches in all of the land of photography. That's right. It's another episode with just a normal intro. If you guys were expecting some type of wackety schmackety intro with tons of jokes and stuff, look, we're not doing that on this series. It's just it's just normal intros for, for the time being, guys. Uh, yeah, it's our series uh, exploring various niches in photography. It's the search for the best, the number one ultimate photography niche. And to help us with that, uh, I have interviewed some photography friends of mine. Some of them have been on this podcast before. Some of them have not. Some of them will be in the future. I can see the future, and some of these people will be on the podcast. Uh, But uh, today we're going to be discussing boudoir, boudoir photography. (laughs) And... uh, I've never done this type of photography myself, so I'm going to be completely relying upon the expertise of a wonderful uh, photographer who I know, um, who I know and trust, Chris Chan. So thank you, Chris, for contributing to the podcast. Uh, And, you know, we're going to decide, is boudoir the greatest photography niche? Is it number one? I don't know. We're going to find out. But before we can do anything like that, we need to thank our gracious sponsor, which is, of course, CloudSpot, the easiest way for photographers to deliver and sell their photos online. You can experience hassle-free downloads, beautiful galleries. You can really impress your clients. You can save a lot of time for yourself and, uh, And you can do all of that with a 50% discount just by clicking that link down below. So check that out. Uh, Make a beautiful experience for your clients and save yourself some time and some money. Links down below, 50% off. All right, so let's talk about boudoir photography. Uh, If you don't know what that is, um, you know, the fancy way to say it, I guess, would be Intimate photography, often for personal use. That's the definition that I got on the internet. Um, But to explain it to idiots like me, it's a fancy word for sexy photography. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so if you want to uh, get into this form of photography, if that's something that interests you, uh, then these are some of the things that you're going to need to consider. So uh, as Chris says here... um, when it comes to some of the things that are best about boudoir photography, Uh, getting to explore creative lighting, uh, capture moments and looks that people don't usually see. Um, You're able to oftentimes boost the confidence of your models, which I think is really cool. That's That's one of my favorite things about photography, actually, is just helping people to see themselves in a new light, right, and boosting their confidence. Um... Chris says that it's not incredibly difficult to get clients. And, um, you know, there's lots of room for creativity, flexibility, 
uh, and even, you know, quote unquote air, even mistakes, right? Um, it's a more creative uh, endeavor, right? than some of the forms of photography that we're going to be talking about in this series. And that's really attractive to a lot of people. And I can understand why Chris really enjoys that because, you know, sometimes the pressure of getting everything perfect isn't really like that much fun or that creative. <laughs> uh, it can still be fulfilling in its own way. Um, but yeah, being able to really flex those creative muscles and, uh, and spread those creative wings and fly off into the vistas of creativity can, uh, can often be really nice, really satisfying. So uh, some of the worst things, though, about boudoir photography. Uh, inexperienced models who are awkward and need a lot of direction. I could totally see that. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to uh, edit. Um, lots of light and shadow um, might expose a lot of unwanted textures. So uh, he might be t talking about like skin here, probably like retouching, um, retouching photos like the uh, a lot of the work that I've done with like studio photography and stuff like that. Yeah, it does come with uh, quite a bit of editing. Um, clients being their own worst critics, right? They're in like a vulnerable situation. Um, you might have to put in a little bit of legwork, a little bit of like pre-production. You know, uh, we had an episode a uh, little while back with uh, my good my good friend Dana talking about, uh, you know, preparing for photo shoots and uh, kind of like pre-production stuff for photo shoots. So you might need to do some of that if you want to get into uh, boudoir photography. Um, yeah. And this, this is probably the greatest point right here, uh, which I hadn't really considered. This is something, you know, this is why I think this series is, is kind of a good idea. <laughs> there's, there's stuff that I don't really consider people who work in, uh, in these particular niches every single day, they understand some stuff that I don't. Um, there's a limited ability to expand your portfolio, right? A lot of this stuff is for personal use. And, uh, if someone isn't allowing you to show off uh, the photos that you've taken, it can be very difficult to get future work because that's oftentimes how you do it, right? People reach out, they say, hey, I'm interested in a photo shoot. Have you done this type of photography? Normally, you need to be able to show them uh, some work. It's it's tough to just say, oh, yeah, I have. Trust me. <laughs> it doesn't really work that great. Just imagine great photos. That's what I shoot. Uh, some of the gear that you're going to need. Um now, this is going to get confusing because both these guys are named Chris, but much like the last Chris, this Chris says that you need a full-frame camera for this particular form of photography. I think that's going to be uh, kind of a trend, uh, getting that full-frame. Um, he recommends uh, kind of wider aperture lenses, uh, like a 35-millimeter or a 50-millimeter. Um, studio strobes, uh, he mentions those, but... Uh, says that they can be a bit challenging to work with. Uh, so he uh, recommends like working with um, a soft box, even outdoor lighting or, uh, you know, some type of speed light that you can control uh, with a wireless trigger. And uh, another thing here, yeah, and when I, I have uh, worked with Chris a little bit in the past, uh, he uses a reflector a lot, which I think is really cool. It's uh a nice inexpensive way of bouncing the light around, getting some light without uh, overcomplicating things, right? So um, I think that is a really cool approach. When it comes to uh, the perks of uh, boudoir photography, um, 
yeah, just that you get to make your clients happy. You can explore moments that they aren't really used to. Uh, like a boudoir shoot, I could imagine that not being something that you do every single day, right? It might be an experience that's like very, very unique and uh, just probably is very interesting to to see people in that type of situation uh, that you don't see every single day. And it is, uh, you know, quite intimate and quite creative. And uh, I just think that's that's really cool, something that Chris obviously enjoys. Um, you can assist a content creator and makes assist content creators rather and make commission off of their sales. Now that's interesting. This is something that I've really thought about in the past, uh, but never really put into action. Right? More of my model in business has been to just just get paid for the shoot a lot of the time, and I think that that is a limit um, to to my approach to to a photography business, right? Uh, I think that a lot of the people who do incredibly well in photography and make a whole lot of money in photography are those people who are able to uh, come up with like residual uh, forms of income or kind of passive forms of income. So if you can do something like on a commission basis, right? And, uh, and maybe you're not even making as much upfront, uh, but you hash out some type of deal where you can make like residuals down the line, you know, that can be uh, an interesting and good way of structuring things. So, so kudos to Chris for kind of working that in here. Um, test your lighting knowledge and your ability to shoot wide open uh, with bokeh, uh, blur, and creative license. So yeah, that is that is a really cool thing. Oftentimes, um, that's one of the things that uh, really intrigue us as photographers, being able to shoot with a lot of bokeh can be a really interesting and uh, and creative effect that we don't get to use in, in every single form of uh, photography. You know, going back to that whole thing about um, real estate photography, right? You're very, very rarely able to util utilize a lot of bokeh in real estate photography. It's more about just capturing the space. And uh, a lot of the time you just kind of want everything to be in focus when you're doing that. That's kind of what people expect, uh, with real estate photography, but here you're able to have, uh, a little bit more of, uh, artistic license and, uh, an experiment with, uh, bokeh and, um, uh, and some interesting like lighting scenarios and uh, and things like that, and that's that can be very fun. Um, so that gets us into the uh, the last thing here. How lucrative is it? The controversial uh, section, right? So Chris says here, you know, with one being personal portraits, so you know, personal portraits not making a lot of money. And uh, five being commercial and four being weddings, it's about a three. <laughs> I might put weddings a little bit higher. I could see why like commercial is the is the highest here for Chris. Like um, a lot of the time, those commercial clients or uh, corporate clients, I guess, have big budgets uh, and they don't mind spending a little bit of money. And uh, yeah, with weddings, you can make quite a bit of money, but uh, Chris is putting it at a, a three here. And like I said, I've never done any boudoir photography. I'd be interested to get into it. Uh, it's not something that I would shy away from, but uh, but I've just never done it. And uh, I can't really say anything. So he says it's a three. So it's a three. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, it, do I think that this is the 
the best form of photography or is this something that um, is interesting to me, attractive to me? I would say uh, the creative parts of this are definitely something that I like. Um, I, I do enjoy studio photography. I do enjoy having a lot of control over everything that's going on, but I also enjoy a good creative shoot where nothing's cast in stone and you're just making it up as you go. That's why I kind of like doing like concert photography and, uh, and work with like musicians and stuff like that. You just show up to a space, you kind of create your own studio in that space. It's very chaotic, but it's also very like fun <laughs> and very enriching to just be able to like create something out of nothing. And I think that's uh, what Chris is really talking about here, right? Is that creative license, that ability to uh, flex your creative muscles. And I could totally see that being uh, something that's very attractive to a more creative photographer. But can we really say that it's the best? Well, not until the end of this series. So if you want to find out, you'll just have to tune in next week to the Photography Friends podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it was uh, helpful for you. I hope that it has expanded your your mind and uh, and really just inspired you to, to love photography even more than you do because that's why we're all here at the end of the day, because of a shared love of photography and uh, for the community and the companionship, the fellowship of your fellow rings. No, what am I talking about? Your fellow photographers. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be this episode, guys. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We've got some other stuff that you can do to uh, to help out the podcast and uh, stay stay in tuned stay well because this is the, the boudoir episode stay abreast see what i did there of everything that's uh going on uh with this podcast you can follow us on instagram you can obviously find us everywhere that you listen to podcasts you can uh check us out on patreon you can recommend this podcast to your friends and uh you can also um check out our beautiful sponsor which is of course CloudSpot, uh and uh you can get 50 percent off clicking that link down below so um we need to come up with a something random for you guys uh it's gonna be a photography related something random i kind of need to reiterate this to myself um sometimes renting is better and I'll just leave that there. 